Hello, and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from Julie Meldall-Johnson and Kate Barnes, Executive Vice President and Senior Vice President, respectively, of Global Content at ITV Studios, about how the company has navigated 2020, its latest crop of dramas completed during this most challenging of years, and what's coming up in the next 12 months. C21's Content London On Demand, the virtual version of our annual international TV conference, got underway this week online, featuring a range of keynote speakers, panel discussions, case studies and exclusive digital premieres. Among those taking part, a number of execs from ITV Studios, a global production and distribution business counting among its stable 55 production labels across 13 countries, including the UK, US, Australia, France, Germany, the Nordics, Italy and the Netherlands. Executive Vice President of Global Content Julie Meldall-Johnson and Senior Vice President Kate Barnes spoke with me about how the company has navigated 2020, its latest crop of dramas completed during this most challenging of years and what's coming up in the next 12 months. This interview is brought to you by ITV Studios. My name is Julie Meldall-Johnson. I'm the uh, Executive Vice President of Global Content at ITV Studios, along with my colleague Kate Barnes. We look after all the the, the content coming into ITV Studios' distribution business. Uh, And I'm um, Kate Barnes. I'm the SVP of Scripted. So along with my team, we look after any of the scripted projects that ITV Studios are producing. And ITV Studios is a distribution wing uh, that we're distributing, which could be either from in-house producers or from indies uh, in the UK or abroad. It's obviously been a a challenging year for everybody. What's the story been really as far as ITV Studios is concerned? Well, when we look back at March, March was definitely a very challenging month. Uh, I think ITV Studios globally went from being in production on something like 235, 240 shows to, to, to a handful. It was extremely busy, extremely challenging time to figure out what was coming when, what, how that would impact the pipeline for the distribution business. But where we, when we're speaking now, Jonathan, in November, 85% of our productions are back in production. Um, we're getting deliveries this year of new scripted shows and into early next. Uh, so we're breathing a giant sigh of relief. I think everything that stopped has definitely started and some of those have now completed and new shows have started in the last few months. So it's um, been a massive change and where I think we were worried we might be in the summer. So everyone has worked incredibly hard and we're really, really thankful for that. And so what are the kind of processes, the kind of changes that you've had to put in place? Hard work, obviously, to get production back to the level that you're at now. Just how challenging has that been? Well, we've become experts in things we didn't think we would have to become experts in. COVID costs and schedules, insurance, uh, lots of different insurance policies or the lack the lack of insurance policies and looking through very detailed production plans Kate and that's that's been a huge change for, for, in how we approach dramas hasn't it yeah we have to be just very you know work with our producers very closely that they have a, a workable COVID plan and that means both practically and financially and then working through every sort of doomsday scenario from stopping production for a day stopping for two weeks stopping completely when can you pick up but I think with all things producers are fundamentally incredibly practical people and they've met all the challenges and come up 
up with brilliant plans and workarounds and we've all sort of gone on a massive learning journey together. The main thing now really is the costs and the insurance. Uh, I think the processes are in place. It's just those those two last um, gifts from COVID in terms of production that we're still daily working on. Yeah, it's been really fascinating to see actually how, how nimble and proactive and entrepreneurial producers have been and that's producers both within the ITV family and outside. Everyone has faced similar challenges wherever in the world they are. Uh, definitely some countries found it easier to go into production quicker but um, yeah it's been it's been really impressive to see how to how this industry has reacted to, to, to such a big challenge. As you say there yeah I mean I think a lot of people that we've spoken to have noted that the fact that it is such a creative industry and that part of the, uh, the challenge that producers face on a daily basis is solving problems and overcoming issues nothing quite on this scale obviously but um, ITV Studios very much a global company and and different situations in different countries as far as this crisis has been so how's that played out for you you know which territories have you been able to kind of keep going perhaps where others were were more held up we had a wonderful experience with a brand new show we, we're bringing to the market right about now Bump. it's from um, Rough Diamond Village Roadshow for Stan out of Australia and they they had to start from scratch after lockdown so they went into production uh, and it just wrapped and but we're starting to see the episodes coming through now and they're absolutely wonderful and they you wouldn't have known there was a global pandemic to, to look at the to look at the programs they're looking it's looking really wonderful uh, so I think but I think they had it it was easier there they were not Melbourne they were shooting in Sydney so the restrictions weren't quite as severe and you know we, we touched wood every every day but they but they made it through without too much of an incident the UK touched wood as well there have been some stops and starts but again cross fingers currently currently going well on pretty much all of our productions I think it's been very beneficial for us as a global business to have seen all the different producers like like Julie said you know some countries started before the UK did and we could learn from all of those experiences sort of Italy started the Nordic started Australia started sort of about the same sort of time so we've sort of seen we as everyone was dealing with it we're talking to everyone how is you how are you dealing with it how are you dealing with it and we can sort of feed that information both to ourselves but to producers as, as, as how it might go so I think it's been a it's been a broad education but it's been it's been interesting um, and people have dealt with it slightly differently but Julie said it's kind of dependent on how bad it is in your territory that as to how bad your restrictions have had to be so as you mentioned there bump one of the series that you've been able to complete during this period can you tell us a little bit more about that series and, and also some of the others as well that we're going to see coming through in the coming months uh so bump is um it's, it's one of our first half hour dramas that we've taken on we're very excited about it it's set in sydney it's a it's a young protagonist she's an a a list of a first class student uh, ready to head off to university for a wonderful life and she um rather unexpectedly uh gives birth <laughs> uh she's she hadn't realized she was she was pregnant the father is not her rather studious boyfriend but um somebody from a very different culture indeed somebody that she had a bit of a fling with and um the series follows her uh, and him and their families who are going through all sorts of different challenges it's funny it's poignant it's dramatic and it's wonderful uh we're just starting to see the episodes now as i said yeah, it's uh, definitely, we're very excited about that as a genre, the half, the half hour drama. It's commissioned by Stan, obviously an escort service, so it just has a different rhythm to uh, programming that's, that's commissioned for free to air linears. So it's something a bit different for us, but we're getting good good traction from, inter- from the international market for it. So uh, definitely one that we're excited about. And then also we've got obviously Vigil coming, which we're incredibly excited about. It's world's new drama for BBC, another fantastic contemporary thriller from, well, written by Tom Edge and 
directed by James Strong with Saran Jones and Rose Leslie starring and it's just looking fantastic and we are so excited to be able to let people see it for it to hit TV and that is a really big show for us and then we've also got from World Again we've got Pembrokeshire Murders which is another true crime brilliant drama again from from World starring Luke Evans this time which is set in an obviously beautiful location in Pembrokeshire as Luke Evans as a, as a cop sort of um, investigating and then our other sort of new show that we, we sort of launched this September was from Leopard Films actually from an indie Wurzel Gummidge that was on BBC and they've been in production again with uh, series two this summer which is completed fabulously and that's just brought something quite different to our slate as well more in the sort of like family entertainment but it's beautiful and charming and uh, something quite different and I think that's important to us as a slate that we have this quite very varied slate between the true crime the contemporary thriller the sort of you know as Julie said bump being quite sort of different for us and then Wurzel again looking at a different audience as well so so we're just really thrilled by the um, quality but also the sort of um, diversity of the slate and then and then not new per se but new to us is Line of Duty we've uh, managed to get our pause on season six of Line of Duty it was unfortunately like Vigil one of the shows that got shut down because of the coronavirus pandemic but they're um, they're back in production now <laughs> it's one of those ones I don't we don't even want to read the scripts I don't really want to know what happens because I want to enjoy, enjoy it as a viewer but we're very excited to be able to represent the latest season of, of World's Line of Duty as well As you say they're um, important to have a, a mix of programming when particularly I guess when the market's in such turmoil buyers all around the world are facing different kinds of challenges and terms of shows Mm -hmm. that they were expecting to have on air and I guess audiences have been uh, consuming more and more content but perhaps their appetites for different sorts of programming are kind of changing as well more escapism more light-hearted fare is that is that fair to say we we, we think so I mean we've we've definitely sold a lot of crime in the last six months so I don't think it's exclusively uplifting programming but I think maybe escapism comes in various different forms we've seen a huge uptick in demand for one of our long-term favorites Schitt's Creek Uh, it's an absolutely wonderful comedy that we've we've had from the beginning, and I think uh, nine Emmy uh, wins probably didn't harm harm <laughs> its it's the sales effort either. But definitely, I think whether it's it's the Emmys or just the, a general shift in look people looking for escapism, people looking for positivity. The wonderful thing about Schitt's Creek is it's such a positive show that really is about love and family. So we've definitely seen lots of interest in that. But in pretty much in a lot of genres across the catalogue, definitely our returning crime series have done really really well in the last six months. Our new launches. Singapore Grip, Little Birds, they've all found good homes um, and good partners. So yeah, in, in a terrible year, it's been good to have content to, to be able to sell, definitely. And those returning series as well, vital to broadcasters, SVOD players who want to continue to bring audiences back for the programmes that they enjoyed the first time round. So, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the series that you've got in that vein? Yeah, so we've got, I mean, a lot of the shows were very successful and, and, and have kind of coming back so we've got coming up we've got the bay series two which has did incredibly well not only in the uk but internationally did absolutely sold incredibly well and then performed incredibly well internationally so we're thrilled that series two is coming up and mcdonald's and dodds again series two shot this year and so again that's been hugely successful domestically and internationally so everyone is incredibly glad that's coming back brassic series three which we adore brassic the sky show and just so proud of it and, and, and everything about it they're obviously shooting at the moment uh, on series three which is brilliant that'll be coming next year and then obviously uh, Snowpiercer uh, um, which is our big American show for TNT that has just finished well actually last month it finished shooting series two and again that's obviously 
the big partners internationally are Netflix for Snowpiercer. So again, that's just brilliant that we can bring those big shows back to people because, you know, they're, they're big parts of people's schedules and they're important for them and for us. So it's just really good. They got recommissioned, they've managed to shoot and we'll be giving them, bringing them next year. And not to forget Vera, uh, one, of, one of the ultimate returning shows. I think we're up to series 11 and we're absolutely delighted to say that uh, more, more episodes are coming next year. You mentioned Netflix there. Streaming's obviously seen a massive boom during this period. And I guess one of the other trends that we've seen accelerate in parallel to that is audiences' familiarity and, and willingness to consume non-English language drama. It's a trend that's been going on for a number of years now, but perhaps this period we've, we've seen a little bit more of that. So what about the non-English language slate? at ITV Studios? I suppose it was about five years ago ITV Studios took the decision to really try and represent some of the best drama no matter where it comes from in the world. You know, we've been very much known for our British UK drama. So we've had a quite an active non-English language slate for several years now, predating really our acquisitions of, of Tetra in France, Catalonia in Italy, and our investment into Pewbent and, and Lars's Apple Tree Productions in Denmark. So it's, we've tried very much to find just great stories that complement the rest of our slate uh we've got some exciting new non-english language shows coming up romulus in <laughs> it's definitely not english it's, it's not even any living language it's 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 in latin that's from catalea that just launched on sky uh the reviews have been absolutely sensational the show's terrific we're very proud to have been representing that we've also got a contemporary very contemporary very modern swedish crime drama called thin blue line comes from Anagram. They're making it for SVT. And it's a very authentic, fast-paced, complex, very modern police crime drama. It's really this authentic frontline policing. Interesting characters, a soap opera in a, in a way, with a very uh, interesting visual style, using um, social media and Twitter feeds and all the rest of it. We've uh, very happy that Balthazar, wonderful French procedural for TF1 that Tetra make, is um, on its third season, back in production as well. And we've got some exciting new shows coming up. Blackwater from Apple Tree Productions is based on the iconic book. Uh, that's a co-production between SVT and ARD in Germany. But also sort of this year we launched a couple of big crime dramas from Catalea because as well as their SVOD material, they also, you know, make for Bry and Mediaset and also sort of crime for Sky. and one of their shows Petra which is based on actually Spanish novels did incredibly well with Sky Sky absolutely adored it and then we've been selling that and Mas Antonio they've got coming up with Mediaset and also something called Voiceless as well so we've, we've had quite a strong non-English language slate this year and there's going to be more more next year as well It's definitely a different it's still I agree Jonathan it's definitely a, a trend and I think more people are open to not just subtitles but dubs as well traditionally non-dubbing countries are I think you know have been persuaded by Netflix to watch dubs and are getting used to it but it is it is definitely a different it's a different way it's a different route to market we do have to approach it in, in, a, in a different way the variety of buyers is not quite as extensive as as an english english language series so we there's definitely places for it i think great stories and great characters uh, will always find a home um, we do just need to approach it slightly differently it's a slightly different economic picture still but it's great to have a variety it's great to have a, a 
varied offering to people. And, you know, with Tetra and Catalea and Apple Tree and the family, we're very keen on finding good homes for, for their stories around the world. You mentioned Line of Duty earlier on in terms of the English language programming that you've got coming up. That's obviously a huge one, the latest season of that. But what else is there? Well, coming up uh, that we can talk about. So we've got um, Grace is in production at the moment, um, which is a new ITV drama based on the Peter James's novels, DCI Grace, played by John Sim. And that's nearly finished production. So that's coming out. We hope to get something of that sort of early in the new year, but it's, it, it's sometime next year. We've also got another drama for crime drama from Worlds based on some Val McDermott books, again, with a lovely female sort of main protagonist, policewoman. Karen Peary is the name of the policewoman. We're not quite sure yet if the series is uh, going to be called yet. And then, Julie, do you, do you want to talk about Show Trial? And- oh, happy to talk about Show Trial all day, any day. Show Trial is a, is, a, is a crime thriller, I would describe it as, from World Again for, for the BBC. It's uh, five parts. It's an original idea. The, the idea behind it is those big trials that we just occasionally get hooked by and, and that grab the media and grab all of our imaginations and we, so we get hooked watching, whether it's O.J. Simpson or Amanda Knox, where sort of nations and even the world can seem to be obsessed with something. Taking that idea, uh, fictionalising the trial and fictionalising the crime so that you can have complete sort of dramatic freedom, but feeling authentic, feeling like it's a, a crime and a trial that could be taking place. And watch the crime happen from, you know, from the discovery of the body through the points of view of both the police, the prosecution, the defence, and also the, the suspects and their, and their families. In true world style, it is a thriller. You're not quite sure of what you're seeing and who to trust and who not to trust, but it's very pacey, very modern, very compelling. So a real page turner so that's yeah that'll go into production next year and we uh we're excited to see that one and uh needless to say there's um there's lots more jerusalem which is a fantastic story we've been working with a team in israel on for for a few years the guys at drama team and it's a totally contemporary story set in jerusalem modern jerusalem it is a cop series i mean that is a procedural but it's based in this very specific world which is old town jerusalem where you've constantly got this daily conflict between all the different religious groups Groups that are live and fight over land and fight over sort of you know um, who has more right to be there or who has you know whose religion is sort of like dominant there and so this you've got this cop who's dealing with crimes but most of his crimes are dealt with in that very unique environment so it's a fabulous story and totally unique and they will be shooting in old Jerusalem which is I'm not sure anyone's ever done it they haven't done it for a long time and it's going to be something that people have never seen before because we're just going to see a very unique world with a fabulous story so yeah I can't wait to see that I was really Really hoping to go to set but obviously that's not going to be possible that's <laughs> one show that I was just like I really want to go to that one because I just think it will be an amazing it's a great story but really visually different and interesting as well you can't tell us too much obviously about uh, things that you might have coming up beyond the titles that you've already mentioned but um, in terms of the way in which the drama business is is changing dramas among the more challenging genres to to get restarted but it's also the one I guess that's been driving a boom in audience consumption over the past mm. sort of five to ten years really so after the events of this year how do we see the genre moving forwards into 2021 and, and what sorts of stories are you looking for what sort of things are exciting you that are on the horizon well I mean we've got I mean I think our very desire is for more 
thrillers. There's an absolute appetite from audiences all over the world for thrillers. And what's exciting about it as a genre is that it can work on free TV and it can work on SVOD because it can be heightened drama that both lives within a genre that more free TV audiences might find more comfortable sort of a crime drama, but it can also play to sort of a much more heightened sort of pay TV audience as well. So as an audience, it plays in multiple places and that obviously gives us ability to sell to multiple people in multiple territories. And I just think it's something that you can make event, you can cast it beautifully, you know, it quite often they're quite short running or they might be returning depending on sort of like the structure and they can be very high end. And I think there's a, there's, we've definitely got a big appetite to try and find more of those. And, and luckily yeah. there seems to be an appetite that's reflected by certainly the UK broadcasts as well. There seems yeah. people are commissioning them, audiences are looking for them and platforms and broadcasters are around the world are looking for them. So that definitely seems like a growing area. And then the other sort of, one of the other, one of the other areas, I mean, we're looking, you know, melt, melt. I think one thing we get asked is what, what are you looking for? And we've, I always find that a really difficult question to answer because fundamentally we're looking for just great projects and great scripts, which films do blah, but honestly we have invested in some projects that probably would, if we had to give you a straight list of what we're looking for, they might not have fitted, but that hasn't when we've actually read the material and let the producer understand what they want to do has changed our mind to whether we want to invest in it. So it's broad brushstrokes this, so we want thrillers, we want returners, you know, ultimately we do also just want costume drama at ITV like studios. Mm. We have sold costume drama incredibly well historically and and when the broadcasters are ready to recommission it, we will be very eager to be the distributor of that. Yeah, so I think, you know, we're looking for multiple multiple types of projects, but thrillers, costume drama, and also um, high-end sort of European produced dramas in English is something we're also very, very keen for. I'd like to find something romantic because we don't see too many of them <laughs> and I like watching them. That that would get a big a big tick for me. Don't see many romances. They often there's a can be a bit of romance in there disguised as something else, but I think there'd be room for something a really lovely romance series as well. Given that we've had this production hiatus, which is resuming to uh, pre-pandemic levels in, in in some places, but there's obviously been a period of time where the biggest focus of a lot of people's attention has been development. It's been writing, particularly in, in the scripted side of the business. So how do you think that's going to play through in the industry moving forwards over the next 12 months? Are you going to find yourselves with more scripts than you're able to process and you know different kinds of scripts, different kinds of storylines, which have obviously been informed by what's been going on in the world? I don't think we've ever had a year where we've read so many scripts, Kate. I feel like this year, every weekend we, we take a pile home uh, or, or keep it at home since we haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> we've been at home a week. Um, that's a part of the, the job we love so it's not a chore but there's definitely a lot out there Kate we've never really discussed this but I, I think it's going to raise the quality of, of drama I think there won't be more commissioning slots I hope I and mean, we're really hoping that commissioning slots don't go away but I think the competition amongst projects to, 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 to get the green light is fierce it always has been I think it's probably even fiercer but what that will mean is that the quality will be amazing and that everything that you know gets commissioned will have had to beat out the competition I think that there is seems to be a variety coming through. The sort of key broadcasters we rely on have been very active in the last few months on, on green lighting projects, uh, which is great. And the international marketplace is, is actively looking at co-productions and pre-sales. So that all seems really positive. No, I agree. I think the quality will, will just go up. People have had more time to sort of go through that first draft a few more times before it gets submitted. And uh, definitely, you say different types of stories. I mean, yes, I think people are sort of veering on the idea that the audiences 
kids probably want a bit more positivity, but they can still do crime, but just maybe we just, people don't see, want to see sort of some of the sort of graphic crime, maybe um, personally, anything that touches on children and sort of children crime, because children I personally can veer, I steer away from. So this is something I find very sort of difficult to watch. But, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, we, we have got so many projects from so many producers internationally and domestic, um, but also loads of really exciting and interesting mm-hmm. projects as well. I mean, it's kind of been a really great year for reading because quality has been great the breadth has been great and we debate them and we you know we have to pass on projects you know I have six projects and they're all great but you know for some reason or other you know some don't hit the mark but yeah it's it's a nice place to be right now. Julie Meldall Johnson and Kate Barnes from ITV Studios. That's all for this episode there'll be more from the podcast tomorrow but in the meantime stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening.